Shua Tov, good fuck. We're on 5B at the lower bottom of the page, starting from Kate said Halbishan. How did, uh, at the inaugural, did they clothe the Kohanim? Kate said Halbishan. The Gemara says, How did they clothe them? Maida Havi Havi. However, they did it. Uh, it's over. It happened at the time of the inaugural, and uh, there's no relevance now. Uh, the Gemara said, Kate said Malbish Lavo. Yeah, but Mirz uh, Hashem, when the uh, future base of Middash will be rebuilt, so how will we inaugurate our new Kohanim? What's the order? The Gemara said, Well, in the future, when Arun and his sons come, Moshe Rabbeinu will be with them. Uh, the, in other words, the future base of Middash shall be Tchiasamesim. And the people that passed away will be back. And uh, they'll, uh, it doesn't matter what we think. Moshe Rabbeinu will know what to do. So what is the question then? So the Gemara said, you're right. How do they get dressed to explain the verses? When something's a Pusik in the Torah, it means Hashem is communicating a message to us. And uh, there's a contradiction here in the verses that we need to figure out. And one of them says, first Aaron got dressed fully, and then they dressed the sons fully. And one of them says, no, Aaron and his sons were getting dressed together. It, I believe this argument really has to do if the Kahuna Gadola is, is a regular Kohen plus, or is he a totally different kind of person. When it came to the tunic and the hat, and the turban, Kuli, Amalo, Pligi, everybody agreed Aaron was first, and then his sons put those on. The Bein whether we're talking about the command to dress the Kohanim, Bein Ba'asiya, or whether we're talking about the actual doing of it, Aaron caught him, Aaron came first. Where is the debate about the belt? Man, Aaron Banov, if you say Aaron was first, and then his sons, as it's written, it says they put the belt on Aaron, and then it says he put the belt on them. But according to the one who says it was at one time, because it says that he put the belt on them at the same time. So uh, now the question is, uh, let's, let's see these two opinions. How, how are they going to explain the verse that the other one brings? Who says they were at the same time, but doesn't it say that they belted him first, and then it says he belted them. How is he going to explain that? As we turn to the top of Vav Amad Aleph 6a, that's coming to tell you that the belt of the coin gadol is not the same as the belt of the coin hedget. In other words, when it says that they, um, uh, he, the, the reason why it mentions belting them separate is because it was a different belt. The coin gadol's belt had shatness in it. A uh, fascinating thing. Usually we don't mix those two things. But through the service of Hashem, even things that don't combine well, like woolen linen, can be used for holiness. According to the one who says it was Aaron and then his sons, I, it says he belted them with a belt. is coming to tell us, no. The belt of the coin gado, that's the same belt of the coin hedget. The idea of a belt is it separates the lower body from the higher body. That uh, man has different elements in him, and he elevates himself, and he separates 
from the lower part of his body. The Yaku also abnet. Uh, and uh, according to the one who says that he did it, and then it says them, why does it say them? Shmamina Aaron Vachak Banov. You see, it was Aaron and his sons, but Vasachas, uh, it was Aaron and his sons. So the Morris said, but it, even if you say he did it together, you can't put a belt on two people at the same time. So the Morris said, Los No, you've got to put on one, but the question is, do you basically do you put everybody's belt on and then you finish dressing them? Or do you dress Aaron completely and then you put the rest of the belts on the other Kohanim? Okay. So then we said, you sequester the Kohen Gadol seven days before on Yom Kippur. Why do you separate? And Morris says, well, wait a second. We just spent five pages talking about why you sequester him. Like we said, like Rabbi Yochanan, because that's what they did at the inaugural. Or like Reish Lakish, because that's what they did at Harsinai. So Lamar says, Hakikamer, this is what we mean to ask. Mi beso lamopirish. Why, when he sequestered, didn't he bring his wife with him? It said that he has to separate from his wife the week before. Tanya and Rabbi Omar, he said there's a reason why he can't be with his wife, because if he has, if he were to bring his wife with him to the special place in the uh, near the base of Migdish where the Kain Gadol stayed, and he were to have relations with his wife. And his wife were to uh, menstruate when they were together, and uh, he would become impure and he wouldn't be able to do the service. So the Gemara says, uh, what do you mean? Klein Gadol is like any Jew, knows that your person isn't together with their wife during that time. Are we talking about a wicked person? So the Gemara says, you're right. What we mean is, sometimes a person will have relations and they won't realize that the wife started menstruating during the relations, and then he'll become impure. Uh, who's that like Rebbe Kiva? He says that, that if a man has relations with a wife during that time of the month, it makes him impure. The Rabbanan say, they say he doesn't become impure. Now, it's difficult to understand how it wouldn't work out um, like one opinion. So how would our Mishnah fit with the Rabbanan? Why would they say he can't have his wife with him to, uh, uh, when he sequesters? Even like Rabbanan, their debate was if, if uh, much later, let's say at the end of the night, they found blood on the sheets. So there's no proof that she was actually menstruating when they were together and made the Kohen Gadol Tame. It could be it happened much later. So there, there's an argument whether we assume that the person, the, the Kohen, becomes Tameh. But if it was immediately after they had relations, she discovered uh, the blood, then the Kohen would be Tameh, according to everyone. Now, there's a new thing that Mara wants to point out. Okay, so we got the scenario that if the Kohen were to have his wife there with him, and he were to have relations, and it were to be a time when she menstruated, it would make him impure. So to avoid that, the week before, he, uh, he, goes, uh, he separates from his wife and goes to a special place on the, on the plaza of the Beis Amigdush uh, to get ready. So the assumption here is that um, he only needs to leave his house seven days before, leave his wife seven days before. So uh, otherwise, he potentially could get impure, and it would he wouldn't be pure. It would take him more than a week to get pure, and he wouldn't be able to do the Yom Kippur service. But the Gemara says, but that actually would mean 
Boil nida ain't a kanida. That's it, it's not. He's not exactly. There's the the contamination of the person who's impure and the one who had relations with the one who's impure. Now, usually, when the woman is impure, she has to count seven days and then she can't purify herself until the night after. Now, over here, we're saying he only needs to be separate seven days. Now, that's not like the woman who would have to wait till the night after, meaning basically even the eighth day that he, Kohen Gadol, wouldn't be able to do the service. We're saying the man who has relations with the Nida isn't as impure as the Nida herself. Because he can go to the mikvah during the day of the seventh day. Because if he was exactly like the woman herself, a woman herself, Amos, Amos, Sai when does she dunk? At night, after seven full days. So if that's true, Lamachar, the next day, Heke Avodavoda, how could the Kain Gadol do the service Yom Kippur morning? We're assuming that he basically, he, the, uh, he separated from his wife uh, um, after sunset on the uh, week early. So for seven full days he was away, but potentially he was with his wife before then. So had he been with his wife before then, and had he gotten the impurity of Nida from his wife, so he would have to count seven days, and then he's not pure then, he has to go to the mikvah the night after, which would be Yom Kippur night. And if he went to the mikvah Yom Kippur night, he wouldn't be pure to do the service in the morning. Vahaboy Herb Shemesh because a person needs the sun to go down after they've had relations, um, after they went to the mikvah. So you see, he's not like the same as her. Really, he would be just like her. He would need seven full days and wouldn't be able to purify himself until the night after. It could be, even though we said seven days, it might be seven days plus. Uh, in other words, he leaves before sunset. So this way, even if he had relations with her before he left, and even if she was a nida, he could start his clean day immediately, the day before he started his sequester. So then it comes out, he could toivel on the seventh day and be pure in time for Yom Kippur. Martha question, we learned the following. Everybody, most people, when they're impure and they have to dunk in the mikveh to purify themselves, they dunk during the day. Nida violetis, but a, a nida and a yoletis, they're different. They dunk at night. Nida in, bol nida low, but only the nida, but not the man who has relations with the nida. So that's a proof not like what we said. The Morris said, no, maybe when it says nida, but called us in miribuya, it means a woman uh, has to toivel at night. And anybody that became impure through her, which would include the man that had relations with her. So it's no proof. Mesveh, a question, Balkeri Kamage Sheretz. It says that uh, uh, Balkeri, uh, seminal mission is the same with touched a dead creepy. And Boil Nida Ketame Mates. We're saying that a person who had relations with a woman the wrong time of the month is just like a person who touched the dead. My love, Latvila. So that's pretty clear that they have to dunk at the same time after seven days. I'm sorry, the, the Tumas Mace doesn't have to toivel on after seven days. He can toivel on the seventh day. So the Lamar said, no, it doesn't mean that, that really it could be that he's like the Nida. He's got to wait till the nighttime afterwards. What does it mean that he's like Tumas Mace? Latuma, that it's a seven-day deal. 
So Mara said, Tuma Hedrik Sibuhu. It says it clearly, Hi Tuma Shivik Sibuhu. It says if a person has contact with the dead, he has to have seven days. For Hai Tuma Shivik Sibuhu. And for Anita also, it says that she has to have seven days as we turn the page to 6b. Maybe it's coming to tell you that they, they both have the same time frame for Tvila. So the Mara said, Lo, No, really, it's just coming to say, again, our question is, we have a person who becomes impure with the dead that takes a week to purify, and a person who becomes impure by having relations with a woman who's menstruating, which takes a week to uh, purify. And we're saying there's a special rule by Nida that it's more than a week, because he can't toivel until after seven days at night. And the question is, is that true or not? So when we compare over here the seven days of Tumah from a person who had relations with Anita, we see to compare it to the impurity of seven days of impurity of death, which doesn't have to wait till the night after. So Morris said, no, really, we're just comparing the amount of time. And why, our question is, that's obvious that they're both seven dayers. Say for it strictly, you need it for the second part. That Bolnida is still worse then Tumas Mace, Shimitame Mishka whatever he lies down on or sits be, sits on becomes Tame Bitumakala, Tame Tumasokunamashkin. But really, it's still up in the air, our question, which is again, you find there's no question that a man who has relations with a woman who's Anita, who's bleeding, he becomes impure just like her and has to count seven days. The question is, does he also have the locha just like her that he can't become pure until after the seven days? until the nighttime, or not. Now, there is a difference, because he no longer has impurity coming out of him. He, he became impure at that moment. But, so Toshima, let's see if we can bring a proof. The man who has an issue, the woman who has an issue, the, the, the leper, the female leper of a bowl nida, and a man who has relations with a woman who's menstruating, with Tomei Mace, Tfilas and Biyom. They all toivel during the day. Um, so clearly it says that the man doesn't have to toivel at night uh, if he had relations with the woman. They toivel at night. So that's actually a slam dunk that he gets the impurity of her like seven days, but he does not uh, have to toivel uh, that night. He can toivel that day. So now the Gemara has one other question. Why are we so worried only about that he'll have relations with his wife and she might be menstruating and it might make him impure for a week and it'll knock him out of doing the service? Well, what about uh, if he's if he meets people and they die uh, or they die in the same room as him? Uh, that, that would also knock him out of the service. So we shouldn't allow people to come in to visit him uh, because let's be concerned about Tumas Mace, that somebody will die. You see from here, Tumas Mace, We're not so worried about somebody dying because if the Kohen Gadol became impure through death, Tuma, he would still be allowed to do the service because uh, when the community needs the service to be done, it's permissible even if the only person available is Tame Mace. Ravinu says, Even if we prefer not to have Tumas Mace, it still would be allowed. Because Tumas Mace, Loshkika. Because the reason that we're not worried here 
uh, is because it's not that common. It's not that somebody's dying. Usually the Kohen could walk out or that person could get medical help and be taken out. But it's not that common that somebody will die on the spot. Tumas Beso, the woman that menstruates, that's a normal thing. Shkika, that's a little more common. Itmar, we learn, but it's, it's permitted uh, when it's communal. When the person's needed for the communal offering, like Yom Kippur. Rosh says, no, it's only if there's no choice uh, it's permitted. If you have pure kohanim and impure kohanim in the same group that's there, Bezav, the family that's doing the service that week, then everybody would agree only the pure Kohanim should do the service. The question would be, if all the Kohanim on duty today are Tameh, would you go and get a different group in there of Kohanim to do it? Nachman says, Listen, it's totally permitted. It's not necessary to bring a different group in. Rishesha says, No. It's pushed off when it's absolutely necessary. Umadrinin, if you have a way to get another Kohanim, you get them. Ikidiyami, some people say, I feel Even if you have both pure and impure in the same family, they argue. Anybody, even the Tame Kohanim could do it. The Koltumas Mespitsibo Rahmanashar, because the Torah permits it. Okay, we'll stop here. Shwitov.